What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 44 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. In a surprise move of this week, I am giving everyone a present for the holiday season. Congrats to all my co-hosts. Uh, you're the proud owner of being able to stay with me in the coming year. Also, that just proves that I I don't read these intros beforehand. <laughs> yeah, you butchered that shit. I did. <laughs> So, Joel, you're, you're, staying, you're staying on for the upcoming year. Uh, what's it like knowing you haven't been replaced yet? You know, it's really more like when, uh, you know, in The Simpsons where they tie the boulder of shame and then take it off a of homer and then tie, like, the boulder of victory and <laughs> make, make him carry up the hill that way. Or maybe, like, on Christmas Day when you're hoping for the new Call of Duty game and instead your spouse bought you Madden. I know that feeling. All the hype <laughs> and then heartbreak. Do you think I was going to give you a bonus this year? No. Psych, I did. <laughs> We're waiting for that later. Oh. For our other co-host, Eric Getty Gettinger. I've decided to replace his writing with a bot. Also, he has to pay for the bot. Are, are you kidding? Uh, well, that's, that's awful. I feel like uh, when I was a kid and I really, really wanted a PlayStation and uh, I got a Sega Saturn... I'm honestly having flashbacks of Clockwork Night right now. It's it's horrifying. You should be happy. Clockwork Night was awesome. But I have to pay for the bot. Yep. And now that I've made everyone relive their nightmares of Christmas past, we can get into this week. We're going to make some new creepy friends and early adopters, chat about some witchers in the news, skipping the backlog vlog for now, and have a little gift exchange and game of the year prep before our last episode this year. No time like the present, so let's get a move on. Early adopters, alphas, betas, and games we've been playing for Game of the Year that we have yet to discuss. First game I suggested and I made us get My Friend Pedro. My Friend Pedro, another Devolver joint. Joel, you played this with me? We should have taped this banana to the wall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My Friend Pedro, you are some guy waking up in the back of a restaurant to a talking banana telling you that, hey, you should... Escape out of here and murder everybody on the way out. This story's really not very important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for something to like explain what's going on here, because that banana is telling me that some really creepy stuff about, hey, those guys probably deserve to get murdered. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe. That, that might also be true, but also, like... So, th- think about, like, Max Payne, but without the sweet noir... Uh, exposition dumps <laughs> in between well, his, levels. and His family was at least murdered. You just wake up and this banana's like, hey, there's a gun there. It's crazy. Murder people. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. You, you know, you're, you're actually selling dark. this game on me better than the game did. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is I'm, I'm playing it, it's a 2D side-scrolling, some platforming but very floaty. And you have gun, double guns that you're just murdering people where it has a straight line so you can angle and turn your straight line up, you know, up, down, left, right, whatever you want to go to try to aim at these people and murder them, all while jumping very floatily. Are you really murdering these people, or did they do something to you and they deserve to die? Well, it's hinted that they are mobsters or, at one point, just hardcore gamers who live in the sewer. I took offense to that one. Uh, sorry. (laughs) The gamers live in the sewer? (laughs) I took a screenshot. I'm going to post it on Twitter. But essentially, it's him saying, like, yeah, the hardcore gamers, they played so many violent video games that it made them all want to murder. It's like, I disagree with a lot of this. Isn't that just like a shot at the media right now? Yeah, I was kind of curious. I was like, trying to say something, my friend Pedro? 
You saying something? It's political. Apparently. It's charged. It sounds mm-hmm. exciting. But uh, you get a slow-mo like Max Payne. So you slow-mo and you'll be flipping through the air. And then you also get a, uh, a, da- a dodge move, which looks cool because you're just spinning in circles as the bullets will pe- like whiz past you. But the other parts are you get environmental objects. Things like a barrel that you can shoot and it will fall on someone's head. Or a frying pan you kick in the air and your bullets will magically bounce off to the frying pan directly into the faces of your enemies. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so the, it does give you like an action an action feel. Yeah, the, the best thing it does is carry through with that style. Like, like it's... The allusion to Max Payne was only half-joking because it, it is kind of like a 2D side-scrolling... Uh, analogous thing to that because you have this bullet time mode that sort of slows things down you can sort of aim in two different directions at once and do jumping off of walls and sort of diving and pointing and shooting at multiple people at once that dodge move is really clutch at times when you need to sort of pivot around guys and get to the next one and there's some good melee stuff it in action, when you are doing well with that stuff, it, it feels good. Like, it feels about as good as what I remember Max Payne being way back when. Um, it's everything around that that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Because the banana, every beginning of every level, has, like, a just a little bit of back-and-forth dialogue with your character. And your character doesn't speak. He's a faceless guy. And he's uh, wearing a mask. So, again, I instantly... I have a lot of, like, fi- uh, fight club... Sounds like it- issues that you have with this game so far no it just it just seems like a fight club <laughs> story where there's something going on in your head that this banana's talking to you and making you do evil things but the gameplay is very fast and very again very action movie because when you do your dodge spin he spins in circles but he's shooting in circles around him so you could just keep firing while spinning or there's a target your left hand on somebody and then you can aim with your right and then just shoot two people in two different directions. And they give you uh, varying weapons, shotguns, grenade launchers, Uzis. And at one hmm. point they give you a skateboard that you ride as you're moving and just start shooting people. And whenever you jump, the skateboard does uh, kickflips. So that's kind of like a funny joke that you're just riding a skateboard murdering people, but... It just the the game is short. It's I think around four hours, and I'm pretty close to done. But for the most part, I just think that there there could be more to it, and I, and it's very simple. And the the story really gives you just like this weird kooky. Bin. It it seems very Adult Swim, but when I think Adult Swim started to be too much. So this isn't fun, and you don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm having a good time with it. I don't. How much was it? I can't remember now. Thirty dollars. Yeah. It's free ninety nine on Xbox Game Pass, so for that price, I can recommend it. Just as like you can get an hour's worth out of it and feel largely satisfied with what you played. They they get to the second like world or sequence of levels where they start adding things beyond just like the combat mechanics of it, and, and that's where I sort of dropped off because that that kind of killed my interest in it. But I think uh, I think that that price point of hey, it's part of my subscription. It, it's not hard to recommend, at least giving it a try and see if it sits with you. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think thirty is a little high. I'd probably pay fifteen to twenty, and I believe I did. It was on sale, and I think I got it for like twelve or fifteen. But it it it, it is fun. It is fun. It's just that I think that beyond where the humor starts to go, it starts to lose me. So next well, game. Oh yeah. 
Shucks? Yeah, I said shucks. <laughs> I heard sucks, but... <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah. All right. No, I definitely said shucks. Golly it's got I'm sorry, this. Alex. I wish that that game were more enjoyable for you. Well, it's got a style to it. It definitely does. It, it definitely does. The artwork is cool. Just the banana's weird. <laughs> Next game, Getty, we're going to talk about one of your favorite things. We're gonna, we're, I played Carrion. So did I. And that game is full of tentacles. Uh, that's not one of my favorite things, but it is one of your favorite things, if I remember correctly. So, so wait, to, to clarify here, you guys play a beta of Carrion, not the full release, right? Yes, we played right. the beta of Carrion. Which was available for one day, I want to say? Yes. It was only available for a little while, so... Yeah, it was the day I was indisposed, which was kind of a bummer, because I was looking forward to trying this. I actually had a friend over who played it, and he 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 found it very fluid. So the game Carrion is you are essentially the alien creature in a sci-fi mo- horror movie. You get to be the villain, and you wake up on the spaceship, and you are a big blob of tentacles, and you just start moving from place to place and trashing the ship and trying to get those people who are trying to cap- capture you and use you as a science experiment, I guess. Yeah, I don't know that I would actually... I, I, I take exception to you saying that you're the villain in this. What, what makes you think that your character is the villain? I don't know, when you start taking bodies and painting the walls in the gore? Yeah, but you're just trying to go about your, your stuff and they're attacking you. I, you know, you're not wrong. You know, maybe they invaded your your planet and you're just trying to exist and then you have to do this i i don't know i did enjoy this it uh as alex was about to say before i cut him off um, it was it was two it's 2d <laughs> pixel art kind of yeah. a platformer but moving from the ceiling to the floor to the wall inside vents to sneak around people it's really fluid yeah it's quick it's really organic uh, and when you pick up people to to kill them you can shake them around, uh, you can consume them to increase your health, mm-hmm. uh, but you can also lose health very quickly if you're not, you're not careful. So there are a couple of stealth elements to it. Like you were saying, traveling through the vents, some of it's like a waiting game, trying to recognize patrols so that you can get rid of the, uh, the humans that are trying to capture you, and uh, other times it's just trying to avoid some of the machines because there's robots that are even more dangerous than the humans. Hmm. And there are the, some of the humans have uh, flamethrowers. Yeah. So, And by the well, way, being the villain, it, the game is, one of the things they call themselves is a reverse horror. So, You know what's funny about this is that, that listening to you guys describe this, it reminds me exactly of the kind of conversation we had with Sea Salt. Same, <laughs> same kind of like constructs that we're talking with in... Uh, the frame of the work of this game. But, like, if you see it in action, it's it's a 2D side-scrolling thing, right? Instead of, like, a top-down RTS-like right. structure. And, like, the, the stickiness of this thing you're controlling and, and sort of the... There is, like, an added look of gruesomeness, too, as you're panning around the different parts of the level, too, that it's just very distinct in style. And, and, and the fact that it is a sort of a different type of genre almost makes it interesting and i'm i'm looking forward to this when it finally comes out i this is something i'm going to pick up for sure just because the movement is so fast and quick and i had so much fun wreaking havoc these people are running for their lives yeah they don't know what to expect and honestly i didn't know what to expect uh trying this game out either 
No, it was unsettling in the best possible way. <laughs> now, uh, in the beta test, though, I really milked it because I, I liked the game so much that I was just exploring every nook and cranny. Did you find the developer room? Well, maybe not. What was that? One of the rooms you could find through a secret vent would take you to a room where there's just a bunch of people working on computers and they run away in horror, of course, and you can murder them all. But it actually says Carrion and has uh, the the dev company, which I'm looking it up right now. But it looks like it's it's actually the developer room where they're developing the game. And it even has, like, release date, and then it has a bunch of question marks. It was uh, it said uh, Phobia Game Studio. Hmm. In the, no, in the I must have missed that. Yeah, it's kind of cool that they put themselves in there. So th- there was a lot to this beta. I Again, I gave it to a friend who instantly picked it up and like knew what to do and just moved around and goes, wow, this is... I think it was Hartwig. I think it was Kevin Hartwig that he moved around in the game and is like, wow, this is... There's no, there's not a lot to teach because it moves so intuitively the way that creature does. So it, it what you're really saying is that it has no simul- similarities to Blair Witch. No similarities <laughs> to Blair Witch at all. Where the controls were extremely difficult and nearly impossible. Well, we got oh, a hold to, of it. To one person. <laughs> to one person. Right? Come on. Come on. <laughs> let, me, let me have this one, okay? Yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> Speaking of controls, mm-hmm. yeah, I got there. <laughs> Third game. I don't know if you got there. That was that was real forced. Hey, let you the, set that let, up. Let the no, game I carry didn't. you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we played also Control for Game of the Year, just because this was a very hot game that everyone was talking about, and me and Joel specifically wanted to be part of it. Getty is still waiting. He's got a long list himself of other stuff. I'm gonna play it. Relax. <laughs> Just telling you, man, this game is great. Finally, a good Men in Black game. Uh, that, I don't like that comparison. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I think he just did. Third I, person, over-the-shoulder game, where you are part of the Bureau of Control that controls all weird metaphysical... Sort of, yeah, paranormal, sort of otherworldly kind of events that happen i mean they're kind of like men in black's one i almost think of like uh you know how in the the marvel movies like shield sort of was for a while you know where they, they would show up during these superhero events and try to sort of contain it and control the public's knowledge of it and stuff it, it, it's kind of like that and you're following the events of a character who's named jesse fadem she's a protagonist who has shown up at this bureau in order to try to find someone and has this inner monologue that she's also going through. And you are showing up at the apex of an event that causes the whole bureau to go on lockdown. And it is sort of this mixture of you trying to uncover the events of what happened and why there while also trying to find out the answers to this mystery that you're trying to solve for your personal character's development. And lo and behold, you're also gifted with telekinesis powers. What? <laughs> all this. Well, just game... by accident? No. No, there, there's a logic to it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm trying to toe the line of not being too explicit on... No, hell yeah, I'll details. explain it. 
So wait, wait, wait. Is it going to spoil this for me? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. So, no, so no. here's the plot. No. Okay. Yeah. So the plot is this, well. Again, part of the thing is that you are the bureau controlling these paranormal objects, and you can t- uh, basically infuse yourself with these paranormal objects to get certain abilities. Things like a what's it, a carousel horse that yeah. all of a sudden has powers to dash, and you can control that component to give you the ability to dash so in the names they describe them as objects of power so it's like the idea of there are these mundane items that have some sort of uh supernatural abilities that uh only one person can interact with and then utilize that power and it just so happens to be you in this case i Uh, feel like you're trying to inception me here i mean there are some trippy inception like moments (laughs) Oh okay. yeah, in, in this game too. Like, I guess I'll give like the tiniest bit of context to this a bit, Daddy, and it's not really a spoiler because it's the first thing that happens within the game. Uh, without getting into the specifics, uh, as you get into the bureau, you are thrust upon the role of the director of the bureau, which is like this uh, government bureaucracy secret agency. Yeah, I'll admit it's like the MIB. There we go. <laughs> in that sense. I, I have trouble with that comparison because Men in Black is inherently so hokey and silly and wacky. And this does everything with a straight face. Like, it is taking itself super seriously. It acts like you expect a government bureaucracy to act in any other agency except it's dealing with all this crazy shit. And you're going through each of these different segments as you're tagged along to these different story beats. And you'll pick up these items that are like memos and documents and And emails and emails. And it's like in the premise of being like the same kind of mundane correspondence you'd interact with at your day to day work, except it's regarding, uh, AWEs and objects of powers and uh, the director's, you know, mandates on these supernatural events. And it does such a great job with that world building within those memos to where you want to read each one. And I'm not even the kind of person that enjoys that much detail of the side story and world building being sort of relegated to optional readability stuff. But the writing is so good and the mystery of the last house, which is the name of this bureau's office building and everything happening around it is so engaging that you want to sort of pick apart every piece of it and try to tie things together. Okay. So I was really hoping that you were going to say that you didn't really like reading. Oh no, no, that, that's, wait, 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 before, before you guys, my favorite part, jump in. Have you ever heard of a TV show that was uh, on sci-fi for a while called Warehouse 13? No, I heard of it, never seen it. So kind of what you're describing in that show, there was they were like an offshoot of the government trying to go around and collect items of power that definitely should not have existed out in the real world. So for you to explain this, it gives me kind of a nostalgia for that TV show and kind of what it did for me back in the day. That just makes yeah. me curious about that show. <laughs> yeah, it's just like really weird stuff that they would go, it, and it would be specific to figures in history. So it would be like Napoleon's tux, and anybody that puts it on becomes, so they'd get some type of power. So they'd have to go out, they'd have to find the object, and then bring it back to the warehouse so that nobody could use it. 
That's that's very similar to this, to 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 a certain degree. It's, it's the best part though is that what he was saying before is that reading these memos and documents because you get just a good flavor of the world. And from my understanding, there's a lot of this is based off of uh, an actual uh, writing program where people would write these stories that were all part of the same kind of world. And so, like for instance, that that carousel horse. There is, right before you find it, there is a memo that says, if found, please do not attempt to do not engage with it because it will send you through a wall. Just call, <laughs> call Tim and he will come and get it. You know, I mean, like, they, or one of them, which made me laugh really hard was any and all stationary memos or documents that are pink, please destroy immediately. That is all. Or there was one that was, uh, so you actually also encounter, uh, recordings of people talking throughout the game and there's one where it is a vocal memo about an object of power that is a jukebox i think that the details of it are it is has a power to send you to a certain place but then it'll bring you back but then he has some like commentary about how like certain people died on one expedition they had (laughs) they never got brought back (laughs) so it's like and and, like it is commented very uh deadpan like okay it is worth noting that apparently it does not bring back (laughs) deceased bodies from (laughs) the the uh expedition you know it's just that kind of dry response and commentary, just the the way that it is handled is part of what's the charm in all of it. Hmm. I mean, really, the only downside I have about this game, my only real big gripe, is that the gameplay itself is, through parts of it, kind of unremarkable. Like It, it is your standard fare kind of behind-the-shoulder, behind-the-back, uh, third-person shooter kind of gameplay and you do accumulate powers that help diversify what you can do in different weapon types and stuff but i don't really feel like it truly opens up until you get to like the last third of the game uh where you get to a a critical power that you open up and really creates opportunity to mix up how you approach different battle sequences Hmm. well because at its base it is a metroidvania because uh, i'm exploring every nook and cranny and I've found things where it pretty much like, I'm like, what is this? And I've looked it up and I go, yeah, that's for way later in the game. You should not be going here. And <laughs> I've, I've hit a wall and there's a reason why I hit a wall is because I didn't have something to engage in this process or whatever I needed to get through that area. <laughs> so it pays to look through all that stuff because there are hidden bosses and hidden level, hidden parts of the game just that I, uh, that I haven't gotten there yet. And that's kind of where I like it is because I'm, trying to milk everything and find everything and the the world keeps pulling me through it also this game is kind of janky mm-hmm. yeah. honestly <laughs> i pause i pause the game and when i come out of pause i have two and a half seconds before everywhere everything's locking up yep absolutely and I, and even when weird. you go into menus and exit the menus back to the gameplay too it'll stutter a tiny bit or if you get to a really visually challenging Heavy. environment yeah. it'll it'll frame up uh pretty badly so it's it is something where um presumably the pc is the best place to play it but just because i think you, you can throw power at it and it'll overcome some of those technical issues but if you're playing on a playstation 4 or xbox uh you have to be prepared for some of that hinty jaintiness of it no i've gotten used to unpausing the game and then waiting 
and then okay, yeah, good. <laughs> that's because, part of it. It's like you don't pause it unless there's no encounter. <laughs> well, the other the problem I have with it is that I start to get a little dizzy because I would unpause, move the camera, try to move my character, and it would take a second, and all of a sudden it would just like shift heavily, really fast, and blurry, and uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it, it moved past that for me, though. I'm dealing with it only because I want to read these next documents. I want to read that email. I want to see that memo. I want to I listen to that song. There are, there are songs in this where <laughs> there was one that was a uh, – this, this song made people visualize violence. And I was like, oh, man, that's got to be weird. And I found a sound recording booth where they would lock people in a chair and make them listen to the song. <laughs> So there's just yeah just and that I looked it up that room does nothing it's just story. Like man that's cool though. Interesting. Yeah. Well I do want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. All, I, all that to say I, I've had credits on it and, and there is a post game so if you didn't do all the side stuff it still leaves you there to do it. It it, it justifies there being a post game within the story too in a way that feels decent just like some of the. Like, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, like, I, I explored that world up and down, but, of course, still didn't find half the stuff on the landscape. And at mm. a certain point, I finally got propelled to beating the game. But they don't, like, logically tie you back into the world after that. You basically, if you want to uncover everything else, you have to just pick your save prior to the story end. And it kind of fizzled out my interest in really uncovering the rest of the map after that. Uh, whereas the way they justify it narratively at the end feels like, uh, you know, I like this enough. I might go popping around and see if I can knock out those side missions and see how close to 100% I can get this. Ooh, Joel I did at 100%? Hey, I'll play this. That, that's a rarity for me, but I'm considering it just because I, I would love to see what other side details about the last house there is, the Federal Bureau of Control... Uh, the board, which is like this collective from the astral plane that is sort of this entity that communicates to you in like double language or tongues at times. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's all wild because it has this audio visual quality that I can't really think it's it like compares weird, to. It's like broken double language, but it will, they will have subtitles that will say both parts of what it's trying to say. Um, it, I think one it, of them. I think one of them was, we need you to go take care and then slash video game this person. It's like, wait, what? Oh. But it's it's wild. And I, you know, I was a skeptic of this game just because whenever there's a big critical darling, it just immediately pops up my like, okay, be wary of this until you hear more that compels you to. And I only got it because I got a half off from Black Friday. But I... Totally worth it. I, I would recommend this to anybody who is a gamer. <laughs> I I have a fondness and more in awe of Alan Wake, and I've been wanting to play those games, and I've bought them. In their other one that they had after that, there was two other ones, and I have them both, and I've been like, man, I'm going to play those games. I can't wait to get part of that. Because these guys add additional pieces to their the game as in there is this multimedia like i said there was that song there is live action video there's there's a puppet show <laughs> so it sounds like it sounds like near yeah yeah <laughs> so they add these other forms of multimedia throughout each and that, that was apparently the same thing in alan wake they had a radio show and then a live television show that you could catch different episodes about i it, all of it as a complete package i 
I'm gonna I'm gonna run credits on this easily and probably platinum it. So that was nice, but not as nice as the seven other games I just got. Hope you guys look forward to talking about. Oh, let's see what else we got. Um, okay, here we go. You guys ready? Yep. Okay, we go. I am Setsuna. We have Star Ocean. We have Dragon Quest One, Dragon Quest Two, Final Fantasy Eight. Oh my God. Okay, I'm starting my head. Final Fantasy Fourteen. I bought that finally. Uh... <laughs> How many of these did you, you buy for yourself? You just bought these recently. Uh, relatively. <laughs> Re- relatively. Let's, t- let's, take, let's take a break. Let's uh, take a break. Don't <laughs> judge me. Don't judge me. It's too late. Break time. with the news not all the news just the news that get us all warm in our giblies <laughs> I, I heard the pause in that yeah also <laughs> beth is hesitation. laughing in the background <laughs> beth is just start laughing in the background she's like what did you really just say that just giblets like yep there we go <laughs> so you could have picked anything to go with and that's where you went <laughs> it, co- it cost you nothing not to say that <laughs> Ghiblis. His, his dignity probably <laughs> no we're going with that one we're going with Ghibli's. so first up kojima kojima-san is up to something by advertising he is working during the holidays he's actually been talking about doing something horror i would be really excited if he could just do silent hill no we'd all be excited for that no, uh, he has been talking about trying to do a horror game for a while now. He said he was doing research a month ago that was just him like reading a bunch what of like you, watching a bunch of horror movies and reading horror d- stories. Is that how you get prepared for something like that? Yeah. I think so. You I mean, don't just like pay strangers to sneak into your house at night and move stuff around and you know, dress up and sucker punch you? What was that? There was something where someone paid somebody in a it was a comedy show where they paid for somebody to audit, to be prepared to attack them. Uh, and he, he would walk into like a room a, and goes, "Oh god, is he here?" No, it not right like now. Sounds like a jackass thing. I was uh, going to say it sounds like one of those Japanese game shows. No, this was like um it was it was a Will Ferrell thing because he would walk into a room and say, "Oh god, are you here?" "Not right now. Now's not a good time." And the guy would come out and attack him. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Please, if you remember, send us a tweet or send us an email. <laughs> SuperGGRadio at gmail.com. Next piece of news Witcher. Witcher came out on Netflix. Uh, did you guys see it? I have watched four episodes so far. I saw two thirds of the first one. That's it? Yes. Was there too little nudity? For me, it was too little nudity, but also too much nudity. Oh, you're talking, yeah. I feel like it went from zero to boobs in five seconds flat. <laughs> I think it goes ten minutes. Ten minutes into episode one before, like, Beth's like, wow, that's just, just a lot of boob. And I was like, yeah. Yep. This is... Which, that's kind of why, why I said a little too much and too little, because I thought, I'm like, this, the game obviously has, some, has a bunch of nudity. And then the show, I was like, wow, this seems like it's too much 
but appropriate for the game. Isn't that what Game of Thrones does, though? I mean, granted, I've only seen like two episodes of Game of Thrones, but the, uh, the, the two I've it, seen, I felt like it was boobtacular. It it petered out towards the last like three seasons. Yeah, but, it's not as intense, but I I don't know. The first the, two seasons, so ooh yeah, those are good television. In <laughs> what I've watched so far, there's been like a sizable amount of nudity. All of it My, necessary? Yes. The problem I have with the Witcher TV show is that it just jump it dumps you into that world and goes, here you go. And then they're using terms and talking about spells and different incantations and what they did and monsters and different things left and right without giving you any kind of primer for it. Well, what happened in the games? Well, Unless yeah, you the th- read the books, you weren't going to know any of that shit. But that's the other part. I, I'm watching it with Beth, and Beth doesn't know anything about these games. So uh, I'm watching it with Lisa, and she's like really interested in all of the happenings of it. Yeah, even though see, she I, doesn't have any backstory, and I'll like pause it at times and be like, "Okay, so this is this or this is that," but she doesn't like actively go, "Oh, what's that?" That's kind of what I'm saying, though. Is I felt like they could have like explained some of it a little bit more, or at least like eased you into it. But it's very well I'm, acted. So I, there's there's three story arcs that it follows, and Yennefer is one of the characters, yeah. and. Uh, she was like, should this person be important? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I like launched in this whole thing about her. Mm. So Yeah, I, I feel like that's a tough needle of thread. I encounter the same thing when Kelly and I do our yearly watch of The Lord of the Rings. Like, I, I, <laughs> wait, I, I, wait, 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 wait. What? Yearly watch of The Lord of the Rings? Uh, I mean, minimum. All, all extended. Yes, please. absolutely. And back to back one day. I haven't seen these movies since the theaters. C- cinematic is dead to me. It's uh, <laughs> it has to be extended edition. I've got to get the hobbits singing the songs at the, the uh, prancing pony in and mm-hmm. uh, oh. no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, Alex, you cut that out. Steve and I are gonna show up at your house with the extended versions, and you're gonna have to watch all of them. Right, bef- right after I get you through all eight of the Fast and the Furious movies. It's gonna have to be a two day uh, event then. What? It's gonna be more. It's gonna be more than that. No, <laughs> those movies alone. The, not not even my movies. Your movies. They're only twenty hours. Okay. <laughs> oh, freaking. Crap. We've done it before. It's possible. You you've I, seen I the know. family. Now it's time for you to see the fellowship. There we yeah. go. See you got there. Now we're on board. Uh, <laughs> one thing about The Witcher though, it raised players playing Witcher three up to the point that they were like as high as Red Dead Online numbers. That's exciting. It is. It's interesting that they could raise that much interest into it and get people hyped. Now, this one will make Getty cry. Warcraft 3 Reforged pushed back to the end of January. Only January? I thought it was going to get pushed back further. No, no, they only pushed it back to the end of January. But it was supposed to come out this year. Eh, I mean, if it's... I think I'll buy it. Am I going to buy it right away? No. And I'll tell you why, even though you don't care. No, I'm curious. (laughs) Because I'm not, I was never into the whole, uh, you know, online battling people. For me, it was the story, just the main story. It was a lot of fun. I would like to revisit the characters and see what they've done differently and if they've added any uh, new Easter eggs or surprises in there. When I played Warcraft 3, I wasn't great at knowing what online was. So I only liked the story of it. I was like what? back when Battle.net was a disc you had to buy separately from the game and mm-hmm. uh, have yep. a separate client, and you would play like a kid from Korea who would demolish you. And yeah, five minutes flat. 
And I think I played it like five years ago again, and it still looked great. So Warcraft 3 Reforged, to me, it can wait. I, I kind of, they should have done this to Warcraft 2. Like, <laughs> I would have said Warcraft 1 and 2, but... Warcraft well, time, Warcraft 1's rough. I mean, if, yeah. if, if you wanted to like try to recreate that in a modern RTS system, then yes. absolutely. But like... Do it with Resident Evil 2, that shit. Resident Evil modern. 2, that shit. <laughs> yeah. Show title. Let's I go. got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just make it Just make it more updated. Make it the more the modern sensibility. You got I don't it. Know. Well, I, did, did we discuss how they're going to make Resident Evil 3 more action-oriented? Well, 2 was more action-oriented. No, no, even more action-oriented. Oh, I'm out again. God damn it. Yep. Bleh. No, I, I'll still play it, but I I don't feel need like... Leon doing jump roundhouse kicks and jumping three stories out of windows, landing in a superhero pose and taking a Bowie knife the size of his forearm into somebody's neck. I said Resident Evil 3. I did not say Saints Row, okay? No, but that's four. <laughs> that's four. I don't need four. I okay, need fair, and they're not going to f- give you four. Don't give yet. me four. To be fair, Arona didn't say dildo bat, so I mean, we're we're not quite there yet. We're Show almost title? there. <laughs> Arona didn't say dildo bat. Isn't that a little long? <laughs> That's what she said. Tiny tiny bit crass for an episode title, I think. No, everyone that I'm now suggesting are just the crass ones that would never be one. Next one. Last one. Last piece of news. Final Fantasy VII Remake Demo listed on the back end of the PSN. And I will just quote the tweet that I tweeted out. That was a quote from my brother. See where is it here? And... Oh, no. Would it be ironic if the game came with a demo of Toeball number three? That's real funny to me. How funny is it? <laughs> you asked for this. I did. I did. You know, it's, but, it's weird, but maybe it's because I'm already bought in on this, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I care to play a demo of it. I'm the opposite. I have been suspicious of it. I, I said, yes, I'll buy in, but I've still I've been suspicious of it since it's been happening. So... A demo for me would seal the deal. Mm, I think I'm gonna hold off as much as I want to play it. I kind of want to separate myself from it just so that I can prepare. You guys do whatever you want. I'm the one in charge of this podcast. Or to me, the canary and the material mine. Yeah, just don't uh, expect us to talk about it with you. I'm gonna. It's content, <laughs> and you will be part of the content. It's content. Do Did what I say? I you say. get a break. <laughs> But seriously, you guys don't get breaks. Get back to work. The time allotted is for the talent. BRB folks, while we take a break. break over the break though i just want to say that we discussed the randy pitchford news and what came down to it <laughs> i didn't understand a lot of it let's <laughs> just say it's, it's randy, your segment randy you, pitchford was in the news but for you, now you, you two fucking guys can't let the hit guy go i don't <laughs> i don't get it like you, i just you like have, to egg you Alex have, on you have your game <laughs> let it go yeah you beat borderlands 3 yeah where's that segment getty Okay, 
Steam so hasn't been available, okay? <laughs> He's busy. That's true. This week, we're going with a Super GG Radio White Elephant. In this segment, all your hosts here at Super GG Radio have bought games for one another as a mystery. We'll open on Steam right now. I'm going to open first, and we're going to see what Getty got me. Ooh. Steel Sword Story. Psych out. You thought it was porn, wasn't it? I did. <laughs> did you? And in fact, your message here says, I really thought about buying you more hentai, but you haven't played the others. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, you don't get your dessert because you have to eat your dinner. Well, no. you got to eat your dessert first so that you can play this. <laughs> I don't want to call hentai dessert at all. <laughs> Steel Sword Story. Uh, Getty, what made you get me this? I was actually looking through uh, like a first person shooter that looked really good. And then I was like, nah, I don't want to get him that. Okay. Uh, so I checked out what else the developer had, and I went with this. Okay. I greatly appreciate it. Now, note for you two. Uh, it says here, based on one of our notes, that uh, Getty, you're going to open the gift that Joel got you. Make sure mm-hmm. you open the gift that Joel got you. And not the one that... Okay. That's after that, because those are your Christmas bonuses. So let's start with Getty. All right, hold on. Let me navigate here. Thanks, by the way. That was a neat. That's a neat game. Steel Sword Story. It looks like pixel art. Okay, All right, see. let's see what we got here. It would appear that Joel has gotten me. Oh, this is actually something that I meant to play. Pyre. Awesome. <laughs> Pyre. <laughs> nice. So, Joel, what made you get Empire? I'm glad that you are actually interested in this choice. So, Empire is from Supergiant Dames, a game creator that I largely respect, but never really gave a good chance to the prior Dames, Bastion or Transistor. But I ended up hearing about Pyre and the premise of it being kind of an interactive story in some degree, tethered to a sort of like a, a fantastical sports game. Like almost like a rugby with magical powers. And the premise of it being like you are part of this Vagamon group who have to go through these ritual things called rites, which are these sports events, in order to have a chance to liberate yourselves from this lower drudges of life uh, that people have been banished to. It's actually really compelling, and it's got beautiful artwork like all their games do. It's got this interesting story conceit where you win or lose, you don't get a game over state. The story just moves on as you go on. So, like, the outcome of your story will be largely the same at the end except for, like, how many people you're able to save and whose stories end or go in different spots from there and it you did attach these characters and stuff too so i'm I'm hoping you have similar experiences than i as i did getty because i i really resonated with this game quite a bit and uh you know so i i I feel like pyre is something i don't hear much about uh online or other places and hopefully you'll feel similarly to how i felt about it i'm excited after playing transistor and that was a long time ago this was something that was on my radar. I still haven't played Bastion yet, though. Mm-hmm. Bastion's a classic. Now, Joel, Mister Scrooge. Uh, all right, how do I how do I open this shit? Um, <laughs> I, I very rarely touch. <laughs> and these notes you're supposed to call me Scrooge, but I turn yeah. the tables. Yeah, well, that's probably more accurate. Humbug. 
Da, 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 da. Again, Ooh. the one that Getty got you. All right, all right. So this looks like... Uh... Wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> Getty, I got this one for you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get you anything. First one. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let me just... Okay, I'm going to throw my email because I'm not finding it. Uh, oh, uh, Hacknet. Okay. Hacknet. I actually know nothing about this. It was a game that I kind of wanted to do for video game homework, but yeah, you had been on a you had been on a kick that every video game homework is a chore. This is a short two, hour and a half to two hour game where you are essentially a hacker using prompts in a DOS window, mm-hmm. and the story is very in, involving. It it really kind of it it just it just does a lot of like metagaming mm-hmm. interesting now as a surprise Christmas bonus Getty <laughs> would you go first yep navigating back come on go 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 oh Jesus one of my favorites super hot <laughs> wait wait you haven't played that yet I have not played it yet. He has not oh played man, Superhot. you might need to play that before you play mine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that is a quality experience. Yeah, it's a, it's a quality experience. It really is. It's again that one is also very short, but the amount that it gives you and the way it messes with you, it's just a lot of fun. Oh man, it's the best shooter I've played in years. In years. All right, Joel. Now you're up. All right. All right. Let's. By the way, that was a nice, that was a nice ad there. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Really? <laughs> what, what did he get you? Uh, getting over it with Bennett Foddy. <laughs> what? <laughs> have you have you heard of that one, Getty? I have not heard of this. <laughs> You're a man in a pot, and you have a sledgehammer, and all you do is you. It's like quap, but you have to move the sledgehammer to climb over and up over this mountain, and. <laughs> It is a practice in frustration. Merry see, Christmas, guys. I, I see here that there's a decline gift button. Um, no, <laughs> there is. <laughs> hey, I was, you know what's funny enough? I was, I was watching the Apex stream, and then someone goes, I'm not going to play Apex anymore. And then the first thing they pulled up was getting over with Bennett Foddy. And I was like, oh, man, this is just fun. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Alex. <laughs> you guys have worked hard with me all year. I really appreciate you guys. So now you got two weeks to play these games and report back. Both of them? No, I'm just kidding. Just the one, right? Just the white elephant gift. No, Mm. you guys can do whatever you want. Play them whenever you can. What? That doesn't sound right. Well, you guys want to do it in two weeks? Let's (laughs) run a report back in two weeks? Yeah, sure. So that we have something to talk about, sure. Done. Two weeks, we're going to play our white elephant gifts. Another bonus segment in preparation for game of the year. I came up with this one in preparation. Just real quick, we're going to discuss games that did not make our game of the year list. 
We're each bringing one to the table. Just a quick discussion. My first one that I came up with was Sayonara Wild Hearts. I really enjoyed Sayonara Wild Hearts. It is more an interactive music video than I felt like it was a game. So at some points I felt like I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing as far as the action was concerned. So it is a wild, cel-shaded, technicolor music video where you are fighting enemies and dodging projectiles at a motorcycle, a skateboard, or sometimes just flying. Joel, you played some of this with me, right? I did. Uh, this was a IH Inducer Simulator 2019 for me. Uh, d- just the the color palette that they went through in the frenetic pace was a little much for me. So it's, I appreciate what it did. The music is pretty great. Uh, it's got a style that I respect. I, I just wish there was something that could be done to sort of mute that a little bit. And it, it didn't help that I played on my phone. So like the, the imprecise controls of that made it a little bit harder to overcome mm-hmm. too. But I, it's something that I appreciate, but wish I could experience more without those hurdles. That night, it was cool to have Queen Latifah being the narrator. That was a, a nice touch, but it just, again, <laughs> at a certain points, I just didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I thought it was beautiful. I liked the music. I, I played some of the music on car rides now with Beth, and she likes it. She beat it with me. But I just didn't know how it felt about it as a game as a whole compared to my other games on my list. Joel? Yeah, so, uh, you know, actually, there's a few that were on the cusp but didn't quite make it but for the sake of uh being succinct super mario maker 2 was one that didn't hit my top 10 this year wow Uh, yeah man and that's not to say that it isn't exactly what i want out of a super mario maker i feel like i feel like the creation tools aren't busted between one and two enough to be insurmountable from a level creation point i actually I spent more time making levels on this one than I ever did, did Super Mario Maker 1, which Super Mario Maker 1 was more just like a venue for me to see what other weird stuff people made. And I think that they they did an okay job, recently at least, adding new stuff with the, the Zelda skin, and uh, they did eventually add the online multiplayer stuff too, which at least good on them for being accountable for that after they got pressured from some folks, but... My biggest problem with Mario Maker 2 was that I've come to find that very few people use the tool sets to make games that feel like Mario. I mean, it, it is usually some Kaizo Mario bullshit where they're just trying to give you an aneurysm out of anger for, for how difficult it is and how precise by, like, the pixel you have to be in order to hit the certain jumps and stuff. And it, it's it's something where, like, some of the cream does rise to the top in terms of if you search by the best levels, you can find some really creative and cool stuff. But it's kind of the little bit planet problem, too, where since everybody has the tools to make them, uh, not many people self-edit <laughs> enough to you know, check and see if their levels are actually something that's enjoyable to play. Or at least like the community that builds around this game is different than the community I would hope would be focused on. And Nintendo even has a Twitter account where they focus on giving tips like, hey, being frustrating doesn't mean being good. <laughs> like t- tips to try to coerce people into think about like how to make a game fun in the same style that a Mario game would be. And I'm glad I have it. I'm, I'll go back to it intermittently still. But it just wasn't quite there for me for that reason. 
That's surprising. Some of the levels I've seen, that people are making things like like uh, picture, like what's the difference between these four pictures? And I've and you, once you pick one, you step on a switch, it lifts you up, and then it'll give you a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of an interesting thing, where you can go and be that kooky and weird and try all this these new ways to make levels, but at a certain point, those aren't Mario. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, like, I, I think it's fun having those diversions, but, like, and maybe it's more of a failure of their curation tools, like the way you can search, because it's all done by tags. It's not like you can create your own tag. But they should really have segments where it's, like, you know, attempts at making a Mario level. <laughs> you know, like, Kaizo levels. Uh, I mean, they even put auto-scroller as a category in a patch for the first game, but I don't think they have it on this one. And... Like it could be a failure of that too, but it's it's something like for someone like me who isn't super into the community, it is a hard bargain to sort of decide. Okay, with my hour I have tonight, the game, am I gonna go on Mario Maker and just sort of do this crapshoot to see what pops up through the online uh, roulette they give me, or am I gonna try to just search by the best and, and pick and choose levels that way? It's 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 those little flaws that kind of add up over it all. And again. It, all in all, still a great game. It's just there were 10 more that topped it for me. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, Getty? Oh, man. This means I actually have to commit to having games on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Alex was being indecisive, but uh, I've given it, given it a little bit of thought. I'm probably going to scrap Pokemon from mine. Wow. Mm. You were pretty up on that one. I still am. I'm just not sure. I I really there were probably a couple of games that I could have said out loud that would have had to been edited from the stream or at least the <laughs> recording. So, yeah, giving it some thought. There were some other games that I played this year that I enjoyed quite a bit. I feel like I'm not done with Pokémon and maybe at some point it'll become more appealing to me. But as of right now, I can't confidently put it on my list. And it wasn't the strongest entry in the series, I assume. I don't see. I don't know if I would say that. They definitely made a lot of improvements that I really enjoy. Not having to guess and pick and choose if you're going to try and catch the Pokemon you want. But at the same time, I feel like I haven't outgrown it. I just have so many other games that I kind of want to see what happens with them right now. When I know I can come back to that, I know I can get the same experience that I've had before. Now, I've got a question for both of you now. Um, What's one game that you wanted to get to before the end of the year, but you couldn't find time for? Outer Wilds. (laughs) I've only played about an hour of it. And I... I, the only thing I hear about is how amazing it is and how the discovery is and <laughs> how it progresses. And I just, I control like Death Stranding and then control. Uh, it's just, there's, there's so many that I'm trying to get through. What about you, Getty? I really wanted to get to Fallen Order, the Star Wars game. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I, you know, what kills it for me for that one is that it's described lovingly as a soul's light. <laughs> It's just like, that plummets my interest. In I don't well, know how truly much or how how much it truly is a Souls like. Well, but. no. Here's the thing: is that 
it's a Souls-like in the format of how the levels are structured. That's what I've heard. The shortcuts it's... and the bonfires and the the re the regenerating of enemies once you rest at a bonfire. Mm. After that, well, you also like the rolls and the combat, but it's not punishingly difficult. From my understanding, it's not just beating you in the head and running your face into a wall constantly until the wall breaks. Right. All right. All right. Now, what about you, Joel? Uh, you know, I, I really wish I had time for Life is Strange 2. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that just the last episode just came out, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's just it. I, I've learned that I want to hold off on these season format games until it's all out because Kelly and I will play it together and I'll control it and we'll more or less experience it where I'm controlling it. She helps make the choice. We make the choice by committee <laughs> and, and then uh, we sort of let the cards fall where they may. And from all intents and purposes, it sounds like they handled the subject matter really well in this game. And uh, it being sort of in the wheelhouse of the kind of games I like to play, especially with Kelly it's a disappointing thing that I couldn't get around to it this year, but probably probably January when things are pretty slow for us, we'll we'll give that a roll. Awesome. I'll have to play it when you do. Uh, did you play before the storm as well, Joel? Oh yeah. Like uh, I waited on that one too, and it, I didn't like it quite as much as the first one, but it was still pretty good. Okay, I also have that. I won't. I'm sitting on both of those. Well, I that just... and also that other prequel, the the hero, the superhero little kid one. Oh, the, the that's sort of like a prologue to Life is Strange too. Right. Yeah. Uh, Captain Spirit. I, yeah. I forget the whole name of it, but that I mean that one doesn't quite hit the same marks. It, it it's pretty slow. It is contained within one space, and like Life is Strange one, it is all a lot of it's all about. Uh, the main character having rewind superpowers and how that impacts your decision-making process. And in Captain Spirit, you don't have any superpowers either. You're just a kid sort of playing pretend superhero in this broken home. And it's like, it's a good piece of interactive storytelling. It has a lot of heart. Uh, and it introduced me to a new Sufjan Stevens song that I wasn't aware existed that I like now. <laughs> nice. Uh, but, uh, I mean... It's it's probably worth at least checking out before you start too, but it's uh, be be prepared for a little bit of a slower experience with it. Okay, gotcha. Okay, now let's move on to one last thing, one last thing where we have one last statement, one last sentence, one little bit piece of info and statement from us. Sign off so that it could send you guys into the weekday and us into the weekend. For me, it's Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And a happy new year. Also, one more ep, and then we're back to work. I got a long list of beta tests for us, and developer interviews lined up. Joel? <sighs> Deep sigh. I've... Home Alone's been nonstop at our house for like uh, the, last, the last week and a half. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. I, I like that movie a lot, but... Uh, so, uh, Kelly Claus got me uh, a Sega Genesis Classic for Christmas, which is pretty baller. Uh, I, I guess it's been a while since I've uh, held a Genesis controller, mm-hmm. but like the big chungus controller type yeah. three button ones it is such a weird shape. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't quite fit right in your hands. You know? And those buttons are soft. 
Oh yeah, like you have to you have to pound them <laughs> to yeah. to be precise about it. So it's like relearning that's a real weird experience. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know if, if you guys have a Genesis controller nearby, but like looking at mine right now, the D pad, you know how it has the the arrows for up, down, left, right, uh, yeah. around in the circular area. Mine, the arrows seem off from where the actual up, down, left, right <laughs> are oriented. Oh no, it's angled. <laughs> so. Uh, interesting relearning of that but uh, uh we're excited to use it next time we stream here and getty uh <laughs> man i know i gotta work on my top 10 list okay alex just give me a break <laughs> <laughs> good good get to it mine's done except for i've re-edited it like four times and joel's is done we're gonna re-edit that one together right yeah, I'm going to do some edits and shuffling of uh, order. But yeah, I'm about there. Okay. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where our Twitch streams have been on hiatus while we've enjoyed our holidays with our families. It's okay. It's okay, because let me tell you, that content's been flowing like wine over at our WordPress blog. <laughs> Got... On uh, the tray from Nintendo Main coming up, Alec, uh, our friend Alec, uh, has his top two, I believe, games that he's been playing. We have, if you got some time, The Dissertation by Stephen Dvorak about his games with Game of the Year for 2019. We've got a lot of WordPress blogs that are coming up. So at the end of this week, when this episode goes live, ours should be all posted as well. That's a lot of fun, and we've had a lot of fun making these. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the holiday tag of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Getty. GG. GG Joel. Good game. Good night, everybody. <laughs>